Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. Today's show is a Midwest special. God knows, joins to talk about his new EP. Elaine Howley discusses her superb debut solo album. And Dearman from Phelan Agrena talks about what to expect from the festival, which is taking over Limerick this weekend. That's where the Midwest connection ends, but we also have some brand new music coming up at the end of the show. A track from London-based Sweat Threats. Wait, just wait. Until you hear the dirty bass line on that one. But part one. Do you need an introduction to God Knows? Do you already know who he is? He was on episode number 119 of The Point of Everything. If you want to go back and listen to it, that's one of my favorite interviews that I've done here. It's just impossible to resist his positivity. You always feel better for talking to him. I always do. Anyway, maybe I'll just call him on a weekly basis whenever I'm feeling down and just be like, God knows, <laughs> pick pick me back up. And you listen to the music though, and he backs it all up. God knows has just put out a four track EP, We Move the Needle on Narrow Lane Record, showing off his myriad talents from straight up rap on Square Peg to his ear for a tune on No Weapon and the introspective 1261. It closes with a collaboration with Sunita on Glory, which came out last year, and that's a proper earworm. You'll hear a little bit of that later. I was delighted to chat with God Knows Bright and Early on release day last Friday. He's going to be playing with Denise Chyla at St. John's Castle. Yes, a castle in Limerick this weekend. Special guests are Laboom, the brilliant Negro Impacto, and Beetle the Bard Corps. Tickets are €38. Euro. And it's going to be a special hometown show for Denise, God Knows, Merle, the whole Narrow Lane crew. Let's take a listen to 1261 off of We Move the Needle and we'll get into the chat with God Knows. We talk about the EP and we also talk a bit about what to expect from the show at St. John's Castle this weekend. From zero to hero, hero. I 
Congrats on release day. We're talking uh, early in the morning on Friday. Uh, you said that you've been sitting on this EP for a while, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, sitting, I, I, I don't think I, I set any moment. I think, you know what it is now? It's structure. You know, we've had, as, uh, as far as narrow lane goes, we've had uh, multiple releases starting with Denise Chiles' EP, uh, as far as the, the rollout of uh, the EPs that's come out from us as of late. Uh, we started out with uh, Denise's EP, It's a Mixtape. And then from It's a Mixtape, we went into Merley's The Sky Has Windows. And then, so I'm just capping off the, the trilogy of these EPs. And then uh, we're, we're heading straight into the Narrow Lane EP, which is following on and the fir the first single of the narrow lane ep will be coming out on the 9th of september so we've just you know we've had these releases it was just about structuring and you know unfortunate uh like you know the thing with time is that you can't always catch it and you know like i'm a i'm a, I'm a big believer in like you know like it's it's all about timing and sometimes i'm like ah oh, man like i wish i could push this back or uh release it earlier but i think with the with the way that we wanted to follow our structure it, it kind of yeah that that made for me going actually you know what like uh actually you know we, we made the decision to actually just go you know what let's release this now but the bulk of this ep was done in 2021 it was just also seeing what sounded right and when felt the most right you know e yeah um you're releasing it in the middle of a heat wave one of the hottest augusts in like 30 years and i don't know i was listening to it yesterday and i was thinking oh it works with the sunny weather that's you know it, I, 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 I don't exactly. know is that what you think about yeah do you know what it is um I, I was like the two sides of my heritage right so i was born in zimbabwe i was uh raised on uh quieto and i'm a piano music is uh you know it's like the youth version of the sounds that I grew up on, but just more housey, if I can say it's it's a subgenre of house music. So that was the like the way that we all going crazy now is the way that, um, especially to Ama piano is the way that I like. I don't see there's anything different to my upbringing in the sun. You know, like we would have, like I used to complain all the time. I used to say like our music before like in terms of Rusangano was very cerebral like you had to listen to it to get it like sonically and lyrically uh but I used to go oh I don't have music for the barbecue because I know that my family we are like an outgoing barbecue everybody jump in type of family and I'll be like oh, I don't have any songs to play and I'll be the one DJ <laughs> and I'll be like I don't have any songs for them I don't have none but, you know, now I'm like, this whole release, this whole release is, <laughs> it's that. So, so when you're trying to make music like that, music for the barbecue, what are you thinking? Is it, is it just the kind of the production that you're thinking about? You know what? Uh, that's a really great question. You know, that's, that's a f absolutely fabulous question. I don't, I don't know. I never looked at it like that. Um, but, you know, when you, it's like you know when you hear it like you 
especially for music that I like I move to with my body because there's music that I move to as a as a as someone who's lyric driven someone who like who grew up loving lyrics there's some music that I'm like ah this is great like this is great to tell a story I just want to tell you something so you're gonna have to sit down and listen to this or get in your car and drive and hear this or um you know it's music that you would clean your house to you know while you're paying attention um not to say that you can't uh, clean your house listening to uh we move the needle of course you can but you're definitely going to be dancing and uh, you're definitely going to leave a few spots in the in the house because you're, <laughs> you're dancing so much um so when it was you know uh three quarters of this ep was actually like the beats themselves were made by my my younger brother so I mean, it just—he's a sick producer. It just happens to be my brother. When he sent me beats, it was just like, ah, oh, my days. My body's already going. Like my body's gone. It's—I'm already vibing to this. This is this is crazy. And it was already music that I, I had attuned to. Um, by the time that it was like twenty, like early twenty nineteen, is when I fell in love with Ama piano music, and then. In 2020, during the pandemic, my brother sent me like a batch of beats, and I was like, "That one right there, I'm going to write to that. I don't know when, but I'm just going to invite you to the studio, and then this is what we're going to do." So then, uh, since then, he, he, I think he made three of the four on the on the EP, and then uh, Merley and Boku uh, just structured and arranged it. Okay, so so where is your brother living? Ah, uh, he's with me. He's oh, with okay. Me. Like, he, he's come. I'm, he's moved over since. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because you remember they were in the UK, but uh, they came back. Uh, oh man, I'm I'm forgetting the exact year that they came back home. But since then, he's just become like better and better and better and better at like at his production and his sound. So. You know, it helps having Merle and Ian uh, Boku uh, just to, like, bolster the sound and arrange it in a way that they also understand that, yes, people need to dance, but I also, like, rap <laughs> my <laughs> ass off. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess 1261 is, I mean, you say, you say on that track, I will reclaim my name. Is that, yes. like, your most personal track that you've done to date? Did you find it, like, easier or hard to do? You know what? I think um, looking back, I think if I thought too hard on it, oh, bro, like if I had thought too hard on it, I think that I would have struggled because it's such a, it, it has so much meaning behind it. Um, you know, the, the title, uh, what it represents, what it means. But I think maybe because all those pieces came as we created the music, it made it like seem like it was serendipitous how it, everything happened. Like it wasn't like I forced 1261 to happen. 1261 was happening naturally. It was like, oh, okay, well, like Ian just heard me talk about my uncle and in the paper, like in the in the Sunday in the Sunday Times, he. He loved that, and then he made a he made a really awesome beat sampling one of my uncle's biggest hits, and then 
now that he's made this amazing tune, what do I say on it? I'm like, I can't, like, this is, this is like sampling my uncle and it's a dancehall record. Dancehall music is the, you know, it's the biggest genre over the, like, over the last decade, it's been the biggest genre in Zimbabwe. So then I'm like, nah, I got to actually give them a flavor that, you know, like, I can actually put my best foot forward by actually not rapping in English. I'm going to rap in Shona. So then I just started, I was like, if I, if I was like, if I suck at rapping in Shona, I'm not going to do it. So then I, I just wrote like a quick little eight bar, showed my brother and my sister. They were like, yeah, this is amazing. Showed, you know, I just showed a bunch of people that I'm really close to my lyrics in Shona and they were like, yeah, go for it. So I just then went and wrote the song. And then when, when the lyric making was over, I just saw that one of my cousins is one of the biggest musicians from in Zimbabwe in, in over the last three to four years. And then I just asked my uncle for his number. And then, yeah, we connected during the pandemic and then we, we created the tune. So imagine all of those things were all very, very much serendipitous, you know? Yeah, that that's uh that's great. Glory has been out for a long time, the fourth yeah, track on the EP. Right. But it's such a positive tune. Is that something that you try so hard to to get across in your music that like you're a positive guy? You know what? Um I think it's just whatever the song is giving me because I remember the that was actually the the second I'm a piano track that I told my brother, I'm right into this one. Like he had, he made one and then we all wrote to it. Uh, everyone in narrow lane. It actually, the, the track that I'm talking about, actually, uh, hopefully we'll see the light of day just in, in terms of rollout, but it actually also has features with, uh, Loa and Jafaris on the track too. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, but, uh, that was the first one we all wrote to in the studio with everybody. Like it was a lot of cool people in the room and uh, who I love and respect and I admire their talents. And then, yeah, that was the first Godwin produced tune that like we all rapped to. And then the glory, I remember calling it the, the K Tranada. I'm a piano track, you know, and cause I'm a big K Tranada fan. So I was like, ah, oh, this reminds me of K Tranada. Like it's got that, like that thing that I love about Keitranada's production. So I was like, I'm definitely going to write to this. So when we were in the studio with Sunita, Sunita actually was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to, I'm going to sing and write about imposter syndrome. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, so then by the time that it was my verse, it was, she actually wrote like the, 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 the chorus about like, be about your glory. So I was just following on to what she had written. But if you notice, my, my lyrics are actually kind of like the first boys, they never loved us. They wasn't thinking of us. And now we're getting offers. They're acting like we're lovers. Word to our mothers. I don't know. That's not really positive. I'm actually just, I, I guess it was my reply to like the naysayers as like, I was just like, okay, well, these are some of the things as musicians we face is like all these people that suddenly are now your best friend but really yesterday you were slamming everything that we were doing so i was just like ah let me just vent on let me just vent on this track so i don't think that you know you i 
consciously try to be positive, but as a person, I try to be positive. But I think in my music, if life is reflecting negatively, then I can also lean into that. So, so Sunita is the positive one. She came up with the yeah, she came up yeah, with the chorus. Definitely the positive one. And this track, I was like, they they never loved us. They wasn't taking off us, and now we're getting off us to acting like we're lovers. Where to our mothers? <laughs> um, else, elsewhere on the EP, you have, of course, Denise Chyla and Merley, who you're playing yes. with uh, gang, at the castle at the weekend. Do you do you want to talk about um, their feature and yeah, like, the castle as well? absolutely so yeah so no weapon no weapon is like now like one of my favorite songs and i actually like as of this moment i think like it's my favorite on the ep right now um oh no i'm lying square peg as well <laughs> oh my days um but yeah like oh man square peg is actually my favorite like but no weapon no weapon every time i hear it i can't deny it like i like I remember turning it up super loud last night, just like going for a drive and just, you know, wanting to hear what it sounds like sonically. But No Weapon is one of those tracks I remember just going, do you know what? Like, what if I put two elements of sounds that I grew up on, like, which is dancehall music and I'm a piano. Like, let's, 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 let's just like meld the worlds together and just go from there. And it was actually, um, we recorded it on Denise's birthday last year. Like, it was just like, let's go to the studio. Like, Denise was like, for my birthday, like, I don't want to do anything fancy. Let's <laughs> just go studio. So we're in the studio. And then, uh, again, I, I, I usually don't instruct Godwin on uh, how he should approach the production. But I was like, bro, I beg you, like, can you, like, mix dancehall, yeah, with, like, I'm a piano and then just make it dark. Just make it dark. And uh, so that was the instruction. And hey, you, you followed the assignment. And when we're in the studio, I just went and then just wrote in the other room while Denise and Merley were creating in the in the bigger room in the clinic, uh, recording studios in Dublin. So then, while they were in the A room, I was in the B room. So I was just I just wrote to this tune. And then when I showed them the song, it was just like a celebration. You can hear like multiple voices in there all the people we invited to Denise's quote unquote birthday, um, <laughs> that we, that, you know, everyone was just like extra, extra voices on the song. And it just made for a very special, you know, a very special tune. The one that man, like anyone that I played the song, they're like, banger, banger. And I'm like, yeah, do you know what? Like, <laughs> not that we went in to make one, but in my spirit, it was already a banger when my, you know, like, Hit, like Godwin's beats, I could just listen to them instrumental. So it was just like, ah, this is this is incredible. To get on to like, you know, uh, Denise's moment, you know, it's it's gonna be a, a, a historic on many proportions because like there's never been rap in the castle, in in, in King John's castle. Like, you know, rap is not a is is not a safe, it's not a safe bet, you know? So for uh, for Dolans to take a chance on us was amazing. For uh, John Hennessy, who's like, you know, show the shows, for him to take a chance on us was incredible. And I believe the city is also taking a chance on us. So there's so much that uh, I, you know, behind, like, I, I just want to say thank you. I, I'm just full of gratitude because can you imagine 
Denise Shirley in the castle. Like that's going to be <laughs> monumental. <laughs> uh, what surprises do you have, or what you have planned for it? What do you have planned for it? I shall not. No. All I all I can tell you is I will be dressed in all my costume. All right, I am definitely going to be wielding a. Uh, a, a <laughs> weapon that I can't mention for health and safety purposes of some kind. I am, I definitely, I'm a peace loving man, but I definitely will not be a bard. I, I think I'm, I, I have to be a warrior of some kind. Um, that's like all I can say is I'm leaning into all of that aesthetic. I'm definitely going to lean in. I'm, I don't, I, you might, you might see loads of things. That's, that's the aesthetic music wise. You know what we bring to the table. We just brought the best in, the best kinds of like, the best art, like the best musicians that could help us bring the sound to a higher level because this is a big moment. So I know that Denise has got so many, so many surprises that, yeah, like, are we seeing you there, Owen? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to another love story. Sorry. Ah, you're right. I know, I know. Oh, what like, are the oh, chances? It's, what are the chances it's on the same weekend? I was so annoyed when I realized. Ah, no, no. Look, it's completely understandable. Right now, like, you know, this is the busiest time for everybody. So, you know, again, this is the moment to also say thank you to, imagine a lot of people who are like, no, I'm staying in the city to see this moment happen, you know? And I believe that, no need to be disappointed at all on because there will be more like this you know <laughs> there, there's like once we once we do this show uh i can't wait to see who who's gonna come next after us in the castle um, like hip-hop wise you know that way then it won't be so different like you could have like the night before the coronas are gonna be playing and then a, a while back van morrison was in town um and you know so many different types of music but rap was missing so to have this moment uh it's just a, it's a watershed moment um for limerick it's a it's a watershed moment I, I believe for you know for for rap music in ireland i know it's in limerick but i believe that when these things happen it gives other promoters the courage to do stuff in their city but what if denise gets a taste for it and from then on she only wants to play castles uh, do you know what? I won't fault her for it. God <laughs> bless. As long as it's as long as it's a venue and it can be absolutely demolished and people can come and see the music and hear it and love it and and vibe to it, she can play a castle every day. <laughs> That's great. Uh, listen, I think we've had more than enough chatting with you uh, this morning. Thanks a million uh, for doing it, and hope you have a great release date and hope you have a great gig at the castle you Merle, denise and everybody else who's going to be involved oh man thank you so much Owen. like I, I really appreciate it and thank you so much for uh waking up early with me and uh, getting this day started right and i'm also grateful for anyone i just want to say thank you to everyone who's followed our journey over the last while anyone who's followed myself uh denise and Merle. Um, thank you very much to anyone who's bought physical copies, anyone who's physically showed up to our gigs, anyone who showed up to anywhere that we were uh, playing at any festivals. 
uh, and who continually support us, even in the midst of how busy August is. Anyone who's bought tickets to Limerick and maybe if you're traveling from outside of Limerick and you're coming to the show and you're going to invest into Limerick City regarding hotels, pubs, etc. Thank you very much because you're going to make our city a great place to descend upon. Um, so, yeah, this is just my my gratitude moment to say uh, like a million thank yous, as we say, like, you know, thank you so, so, so much. And I can't wait. And, you know, I can't wait to continue to give you guys like quality because at narrow lane we believe in excellence and we just want to continue to give you that excellence and uh, yeah please 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 continue to plug into your local artists because we we need y'all like we can't do this without y'all so yeah mad mad respect and thank you owen and thank you for what you do thank you for the support that you bring like Owen, i don't know how many times yeah like that i'm online and then you post something and then i have to go and click the link and if you've just posted a cryptic text like on your twitter <laughs> a cryptic message i go and search that up because you are someone that keeps that like not to say it's quality control but you love quality so then i'm like oh no this is it's like oh you need to check this out i'm like i will check it out so like people like you keep us going like i mean in terms of like people who really are practitioners, people who really invest into their art form. Like, thank you. Please never stop doing that. Like all those <laughs> moments that whether it's like, oh, like, you know, Kendrick just did this at the Grammys and then it's like, oh, everyone was asleep when he did that. Like the link is there. Now I can see it. Like, or, you know, CMAT just dropped a really great single. Ah, oh, snap. I didn't know that. Let me click this. You know, like, honestly, bro, like that adds, that adds value because, you know, there's so much negativity, but having that positive spirit that you bring to uh, what you do, it, it means a lot. See, look how positive you are. <laughs> See, I that's the person. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> the music, it depends. If the music is ugly, I'm like, I'm going to talk about like, <laughs> like that one person that caught me off on the road. <laughs> no, thank you, Owen, bro. Cool. Nice one, man. Enjoy the rest of the day.
never loved us They wasn't thinking of us And now we're getting off us They're acting like we love us Word to our mothers They're hating on the covers They're undercover haters The fakers, the faders They love us Yeah, yeah, you know us Then I relained on Anytime you see me It's about to kick off All of this weight that we dance What we carry Resembling from prom Poor bearers But the pain is the only thing We buried in Everything they took from us We double in We watching them unraveling We overloads and underlings And other things and other things I'm not just an artist I'm many things I'm many things Failures not one of you Was over from the way in It's a family business And I'm the oldest way in Brennan's or whatever Your favorite could never Your writings on the wall You never could never <laughs> that's a taster of glory off of god knows we move the needle ep as i mentioned during the chat alas i won't be at denise's show at saint john's castle this weekend it clashes with another love story which i've said for a good few years now is the best little festival in the country it takes place in the picturesque Killian Manor in County Meath and features a whole cast of great Irish artists. I'd highly recommend going. Maybe you can still find some tickets uh, if you're looking, if you need something to be doing this weekend. Altered Hours are one of the acts who are going to be playing. You might have heard me talking about them on the All Together Now review episode a couple of weeks ago. But of course, yes, I'll be going to see them and their new songs again this weekend at Another Love Story. They're one of the best live bands in the country. Elaine Howley is one of the front persons in Altered Hours and has long been busy with other projects too, the likes of Crevice, Morning Veils and Howl Bucks. She has a radio show on DDR called Cosmosis and she's just put out her debut solo album, The Distance Between the Heart and Mouth, on Belfast's Touch Sensitive Records. I got to interview her early in the summer for The Thin Air. You can read that interview online or in the print magazine. Cork's pretty happy on the cover so look out for that one it's really nice to do something for a music magazine and me and elaine had a really really nice chat that was when the podcast was on the hiatus so i didn't think i'd be using the audio but elaine was happy for it to be used here i did ask her it's edited down a little bit from the full thing and there might be some stuff that's in print that you might not hear here and did you see the Distance Between the Heart and Mouth was reviewed on Pitchfork by Brian Coney this week as well. That was really cool to see. 7.6. I think that's a solid number for the album. A taster of what was said, just to give you an expectation for the album. I think set your expectations high. Howley's songwriting voice has long felt autonomous to the point of defiance. A refrain in the Altered Hours song Thistle doubles as a warning. I'm not your snowdrop, I'm a thistle. Here, that spirit is pared down to a cosmic swoon that plays with closeness and distance in the realm of revelation. And one more. Summoned each morning before the world had any chance of weighing in, the distance between heart and mouth is a spectral slow burn that refuses to trip over itself to get anywhere in particular. By absorbing the wisdom of the process, Howley permits her craft to resound deeper than ever. So let's take a listen to the amazing, woozy, swoony, Song for Mary Black, off of the album, and then you'll hear some of the chat that I had with Elaine Howley earlier this summer.
yeah I'm excited to share it like um, and sort of just like have that body work out there and I'm excited to see what people think about it too and you know just like yeah I guess it gives you a different take on something when you release it you start feeling differently about it and it's just it becomes more solid or something you know you're like okay that's what that is and I think that that does kind of change over time um, and usually the release is such a big part of that as well yeah I'm excited when, when did you like start working on it like is there an official like start date or is it something that just kind of like gestated yeah it was definitely like a gestation thing um it was probably like 2019 so the kind of uh I had like I had been working with my cassette player um my four track recorder and uh, making bits but then um I decided in 2019 to make like an hour of music kind of like in a week for um for the Cosmosis radio show and I, I put a call out for other people to do the same so some other artists uh did that as well um and I think it was just that like going to it every day and recording every day and and then going back to some of my older cassettes and pulling bits out of that and putting it together as like one continuous piece um and sharing that I think that was like the main body of the kind of methods I was using to make the songs and also I just started to have a lot of work to draw on then yeah I had put a song out around that time for I think it was maybe after that for um touch sensitive compilation uh song from Mary Black and yeah it just felt nice to put it out and kind of enjoy the process and uh then I got talking to Mark about maybe making an album plan to be like a cassette like a run of 50 or something or 100 and and then as it went on we were like okay let's maybe make a record and so yeah it was sort of like a gradual process um but I think starting from that um project I did for the radio kind of just gave it that you know shape and then I I originally wanted the album to be even more like that like very mixtapey like with little you know weird sounds in between but I do think there's something in me I'm just drawn to like a classic album format I'm just like song 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 <laughs> and so maybe live that will be a bit more of the element you know bring those elements in again but yeah, there was something as well about like not like consciously being like I'm going to the studio and I'm or I'm writing an album made everything flow a bit easier because it's like I'm just going to try this. This sounds weird or that sound is, you know, I don't know, like out of the kind of ordinary thing I'd make. But just because I was doing it for that and because it was an experimental radio show, it's like well, you know, it's okay. I'll just try anything. Um, so that helped free me up. I think. I do think it's funny that like everyone still works towards an album. You know, I always yeah. thought like 10 years ago, it seemed like people were talking about singles or they were talking about mixtapes or kind of, you, you see it occasionally like kind of constantly updated stuff on Spotify by like Drake or something like that. But yeah. Will it, you, do you kind of like need the album format just to know that like that's what you're working towards almost? Yeah, I guess it's just like, you know, I, I suppose because of the way, you know, that we grew up, like, you know, the album, you know, like a novel or whatever, it's just like that body of work. And mm. it is kind of hard to escape that, even though, um, yeah, there's something about the finality and just how you understand artists in terms of the chapters. And, um, you know, yeah, I think even for yourself, just feeling like the story or that chapter has been completed. Um, 
and you're ready to look at new themes or new sounds and I do find it really interesting the way people you know and like you say an evolving album that kind of keeps being edited and yeah there's something about the closure of, a, of an album and and just the whole shape of it like it does still it still works I think it still works for yeah. me and I, I still like listening to music that way so and and so is that how you see the album you kind of see it as like that's the end of kind of one part of your of your solo work and have you started moving on to something else or? yeah I definitely see it like yeah for me like the end of like a cycle of of, of like everything <laughs> I'm really like feeling that way about it I'm like okay that was that group of time and okay that's done now just like what's next and yeah I'm kind of just uh I don't know maybe I've written something for the next album I don't know but I've started to just again explore sounds but um I think I do have to do that kind of like almost trick myself where I'm like you're not actually you know you're just messing around here um so you know I try to set up all my gear again and make sure it's all working and try and write and see what happens and like I started thinking about maybe playing some of these songs with a band and like what that would be like um I'm gonna do the probably some of the shows just myself but hearing them like on instruments I'm like oh okay like the bones of that song I can imagine it very differently being played by a group and I don't know if I'll do for the next album but I would be interested to uh, see what it would be like to bring this kind of music to that sort of setting and maybe record in that way down the line Um, but yeah I'd like to make more (laughs) I think that's that's always the feeling I'm just like I make this thing so I can just like make more things um and that's kind of the way I think now uh, rather than I guess again it takes the pressure off me in terms of creativity I'm just like this is like a long arc you know and I can kind of there's a lot to to see and say along the way you know at least I hope so yeah yeah are, are you making music like every day you're kind of doing something musically yeah. creative every day like is that something that you almost kind of have to do yeah I think in order for me to like be just like in a good place I usually just like every morning set up and yeah just play a little bit even if it's a small bit like there's obviously times when there's just you know too much going on but like that's the kind of yeah I I feel like playing every day is is the way that like yeah I'm just the happiest uh, I, I think that's something that surprised me about this project is that like there isn't necessarily like a finite amount I suppose especially with sounds and you know I've kind of quite fought like I love you know guitar chords and 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 songs and all that but with the sort of machines like the all the little weird machines that you know I've kind of collected um there is no end to like the sounds they will output in the ways that it will kind of just get my brain going so yeah I think before I kind of felt like there was like creative stores and now I'm kind of like it's just something that you do for fun every day um yeah you know obviously it's not all rose in the garden like this some days are just like that's you know whatever but um yeah I do like to think of it that way and in the mornings like just get up in the mornings and do it before I do anything else um oh I just feel like that's when I'm a bit more fresh because I'm I like my bit of rest there in the night. <laughs> so, so you're, you're like working at a, at a keyboard or something like that, or one of your instruments and just kind of playing around yeah. with it in the morning, like as soon as you wake up? Yeah. Yeah. Usually like my drum machine or my Omnicord or even just a guitar or like this room that I have now, I suppose is helping me with that as well, because it's just somewhere I can go. Everything is there. 
and um, yeah, either just like writing lyrics or just setting up some sounds or, or sometimes just listening to what I did yesterday and being like, oh, I'll add to that or bring from there or even delete something I did yesterday <laughs> and be like, no, that like, you know, that needs to be different or whatever. That's what Kevin Barry, the writer, always talks about. That's his his way of working. Like as soon as you wake up, sit down at your desk and start writing for like an hour. So that's kind of like, yeah. the way it's interesting. I always find it interesting the way that like you can um, have you know how writers work and musicians work like main, mainly with lyrics I, d- I didn't realize that it could also work with instruments as well yeah yeah there's something about the morning brain it's just like kind of hopeful or something you're like today's the day <laughs> you know and like obviously you know it's just like an energy thing and everything and I just I always say like you'll get you know I'm trying not the only one who says it but like you know, you'll get done in an hour in the morning what you would like four hours in the evening, you know, you just have that freshness. I guess as well, because I'm a youth worker that usually starts in the afternoon, so it works well, like um, that's kind of kicking off about two o'clock or something. So I can kind of, yeah, I can have that time for sort of put another hat on, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and so like, how does it compare with working with altered hours? Is that more of a kind of a as something that you put in the in your diary or something like you know practice with altered hours at a certain time on a certain date kind of like well like we do yeah we do we're practicing now this evening um I suppose as well it's sort of like um yeah some of some of the times for me like I'm coming up with melodies and lyrics like in the practice room when the band is actually playing um you know so if we have like a section it's like okay we need to do something for this part I'll just kind of I find it'll come to me there and then in the moment um but also I suppose because like Kyle being the main songwriter he's here like I'm always hearing what he's working on like or you know if I come home and he's like oh I've got you know I've got this new song and you know then we're kind of thinking about it together um so there's a little bit that happens at home and then there's a certain amount that happens in in the practice room as well um yeah so I suppose in a way I kind of there there are times like I'd have all our demos and I always listen to demos on the way to work so my own demos like all anything that like is I'm working on I'm just like constantly listening to that and then humming along as well so if there's something that I need to add lyrics to um that's another place like that probably especially for all the hours I'm working on that so yeah, it's, it's a little bit of both, like it's a little bit scheduled and it's a bit like, you know, just kind of weaved in around life, you know. But, but do you do you kind of like the, that hour in the morning when you're working and mm. you're like, this is just for my own thing or is this mm. just anything? Yeah, like it's probably a bit more my own thing, but like, you know, the other day, yeah, like there's, you know, because like we're hoping to record now in autumn with all hours and so then I was just like listening to the chord. There's a particular song with chords that I really want to make the lyrics like decent, you know, put, put a good bit of time in. So, you know, I did use that time then for that or, um, yeah, or like if there's something for how books or something, sometimes I'm doing that as well. So it kind of just depends like what I feel like, but um, it's probably like mostly my own stuff and then a blend depending on if there's something coming up or if there's a show coming up or if there's a recording. Um, then I'll or or just you know your my mood changes too I'm like oh, I really want to do that like I'm tired of doing this other thing that I'm working on now so 
yeah it's 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 kind of really messy but like in my own head it somehow works yeah 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 you've got it organized that's that's the main yeah it's like organized chaos you know yeah are, are you kind of surprised that like you're doing a solo thing like I mean w- mm. when you started out were you kind of surprised that oh this is something that I wanted to do yeah I'm actually really surprised <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of surprised at myself and like oh but, but the weird thing is like you know and I know you a long time but I've always been kind of surprised that I'm in music like it's really just I'm still like no like <laughs> you're doing this and like you keep you know it keeps happening like it's like it's taken, I, I think it's like such reverence for music and because I came at it as sort of a, in my mind, an unusual way where like it wasn't what I was doing, it wasn't what I thought I would do. It's taken me like a long time to kind of convince myself that that's what I am doing. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of am surprised that a solo album happens. And I think it's it's one of those things like it shows the importance of like people that are encouraging you like record labels curators or whatever so much times you just need to be asked you know it's like you know maybe it's the same for you it's like when you write this piece or you know you might not just do it if someone wasn't like hey like you know what about this and I think with with Touch Sensitive and Mark um I might have I might have got there eventually but I'm I probably wouldn't have done it as soon so uh to, to bring what I was working on together into an album you know um because I always had this feeling like it needs to be a little bit better it needs to be a little bit better you know um but I think maybe as time has gone on I'm just like yeah just keep going and don't don't look back too much is that just you challenging yourself that it needs to be better or is it like you know are you seeking other people's opinion on it as well I think it is that kind of thing of like a bit of reverence for like music there's so much good music being made and have has been made that like and I know like you're allowed to have fun and put stuff out like it doesn't have to be you know but I think there's just that as well where it's like you know if I don't yeah if I don't think it's good like what you know I'm just kind of adding more like stuff um but at the same time like you're allowed to do that as an individual and to express yourself but um yeah, I suppose there's that. And I'm sure there is an element for it like, as well of like, you know, just going out on your own and just like, you know, you know, not having all your your crew or or these people around you that like you admire. And like, I'm always really confident in other um, projects. I'm like, yeah, we just made this. It's great. Like, and I'm not even embarrassed about saying that mostly because I'm like, well, you're all great. So, you know, this sounds really, really well. And um I think yeah when you're when you're standing there by yourself like it's it's on you like you know at the end of the day um so yeah so there's a little bit of vulnerability in that I suppose. Sometimes I kind of get almost like annoyed when I see an a bat like an Irish band like a Cork band kind of almost throw something up online flippantly you know and Mm. and they just kind of like move on to the next thing it's like yeah you like build something around it or or do something like that I, I don't know I don't know why that is but it is nice to yeah. see that you are kind of like it's coming out on a label it's you know I'm, yeah I'm giving my all to it sort of thing yeah I'm kind of I'm kind of glad as well because like I think as well like when I was a bit younger you know it was almost like yeah just wanting to be super so- like about certain things not you know not wanting to push things or um like you say like it's important to give people the chance to hear something and it's you know good to to be honest about your your ambition as well and and be honest about you know that you 
yeah that you want as many people to hear it as as you can and for it to reach people who do actually want to hear it and um I saw I think it was Tyler the creator the other day and I must watch the full interview but I saw a clip and he was like people are making a song and putting on their Instagram stories once and it's like you know he was like I made an album I'm still talking about it a year later you know it's um and I think I have come around a bit more to that like where I'm like yeah it's valid to 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 talk about your work and and to direct people towards it and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that like at all you know maybe it's just that thing when you're young and you're just kind of like oh you know there it is whatever yeah <laughs> and, uh, um, but there's a safety in that too because as soon as you stand up and they're like look at this you know it's very much easy for people to be like that's a you know that's a little shite or whatever but uh I guess that's just part of it like you have to you know yeah just kind of own it I suppose yeah like it like you mentioned uh that word ambition like I think that mm. that's almost seen as a dirty word among so many like Irish musicians whereas like yeah. I love seeing a band like you know like like Fontaine's who've had you yeah. on, on support like I love seeing yeah. them you know write a song like big or or something yeah. like that and you know being like look at us we're gonna be yeah. great uh I don't know I, I I wish other bands wouldn't kind of shy away from it but yeah. I imagine it's a hard thing you know to actually build towards like I mean it it sounds like it took you a few years as well to just kind of realize that's what you wanted I think so like honestly I feel like it's only just very recently that I'm like yeah like just okay with like the you know expansion whatever that looks like if if that is to be you know what I mean or you know that like I'm that I'm not afraid of it and I think in order for it to happen if it is going to happen like in, in you know for Fontaine's um you have to be honest about it and truly focused and uh kind of allow it to be and yeah I suppose they're incredibly inspiring the way that they the way that they are and the way that they function um on the road and and you know enjoy what they're doing and they're just there's just this ease then I suppose there's not this blockage happening you know where you're like it's just not this push and pull there's a real honesty to the to the kind of trajectory I think and and it, and, a, and a kind of a true comfortability and confidence in them and uh that's really was really you know has been really inspiring for me to see like and seeing them at Glastonbury there like I know you've shared it there as well I've just felt like buzzed so proud and like she's like <laughs> take yeah. some guts like and they really are born to be there you know they're 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 the right people for the job 100 percent um yeah yeah that, that ambition it's just uh it's not easily attained i suppose no but um no uh, c- coming back to uh your album would would it have happened without that radio show cosmosis do you think that like that kind of made you want to create more music yeah, I think so. I did have that thought and sort of like what you were mentioning earlier, you know, there's like sometimes two extremes. It's like, you know, you're building up to an album for six months. You've, you know, you've got a campaign or, you know, you're putting something out in a day and the pressure is sometimes around writing with those different kinds of parameters. And like, that's why I put the call out like for the radio, because I just thought, I know there's loads of artists who probably love to try stuff and like have a kind of... um a platform to you know share a lot of music at once without having a huge pressure but uh also maybe not naming it an EP or an album or anything so I kind of made that situation like for myself kind of haven't seen that gap or just felt it myself so yeah I think I don't think it would have uh, happened the way that it did um or freed me up enough because I just think I would have probably 
um, felt a bit of pressure if I was like, oh, now I have to try to make write this album. And yeah, like I say, like some of the sounds and just the approach, I don't think I would have come to at all. And I think the other thing about that radio format is that like, you know, having me Cosmosis radio shows for years, like I'm always like, you know, you're kind of looking, okay, I'll have some like ambient sound or I'll have some like kind of maybe pop sound or some rock sounds or, you know, piecing it together. And in a way, when I was making that radio show, I was like, well, I need to make like all the different types of songs myself. So that did kind of push me to just like try different try different things um so yeah it's funny it's like you've got to creep up on yourself <laughs> in these strange ways you know just to sort of loosen it up um so yeah I think it was fundamental really the radio kind of experiment to the to the record so so you did kind of have that in mind you wanted this to almost sound sound like your your radio show almost the way it flows mm. yeah yeah I did and and that's the way like I put together the original hour that like some of the tracks of the album early versions were on that um but then when I was piecing it together as well I suppose like the songs that I chose to put on it was definitely a bit of a guiding factor for the just for the track list and like you know I tried to imagine a bit more like as a listener and you know um yeah just kind of have that sort of approach that I would when I'm putting together cosmosis and I don't know if you mentioned it earlier but uh you're keeping an audio diary as well were you and it kind of that that's yeah. kind of featured throughout the album as well is it yeah I think like again like you know making that making the radio show like that that idea of like getting up every morning and recording onto tape um which I was doing a lot through those years um and it was sort of I kind of got a system working where like I'd make something one day and then the next day I would like you know almost like pick up the thread at the end of that and like grow something else out of it um and just that kind of continuous recording like every single day and I I started to just see it like I kind of called it an audio diary because you know every day you can be just in such a different mood and and just capturing that like kind of recording things I wouldn't bother recording otherwise just being like well just put it onto the tape just put it on and and almost seeing it as like I just need to fill this and then I'll just fill another one you know um rather than like oh this is worthy of being recorded or this isn't you know um so I kind of had it in mind that it would that it was just you like at the end of the day sort of thing talking about (laughs) your day like oh hello Diane (laughs) that's what I that's what I imagined it was it's it's audio Audio, okay (laughs) yeah I do actually really like the idea maybe that's like the next venture I know there's um there's a great like Captain Beefheart has a cool it's like an album kind of like that It's, it's it's just short snippets of him talking into a dictaphone saying just you know he's really kind of surreal and bizarre but um it's like yeah one of my favorite things he's done so yeah maybe there's and and I do like the kind of spoken word element there would have been a lot of that involved but yeah it wasn't uh, as as literal as that but like yeah it gives me an idea <laughs> um I, th- I think uh person count was the track that kind of like was maybe the biggest surprise for me because it's kind of built on a dance um riff and then you've got la la la's all through it it was that kind of feels like oh that's a that's her kind of pop dance moment that sounds really funny like 
yeah like I I wanted to have like some kind of like a little bit of you know it's not that like heaviest record in the world like emotionally or anything but I definitely wanted to like have some of the like easy breezy kind of feelings and um there were days like you know I suppose some of it was made during lockdown where you know I did just want to like have fun and like just like I just want to dance or I just want to let loose and I think that song was like that feeling and um like the mic that I was using for that was like this old broken kind of like almost like a karaoke mic that was in the sitting room of the house I was living in and then like a lot of the percussion is like played on a radiator and there's just sort of a yeah just like I feel like there's a fun element to it um and there's kind of like kind of like a footwork typey sound like um that kind of uh, groove yeah and and there is that bit of like are you just not even going to say a lyric and just say la 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 and I was like yep <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do yeah I just tried to 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 keep that like flow throughout the record where there were some moments it's a bop like you know or trying tr- just trying to have a bit of fun and that was definitely one of them um and yeah even you know you can kind of hear like the twist of the mic lead there is a lot of sort of noise in the sound but like I was like you know I'm just not fixing that and I think that was the thing with a lot of the songs where the main body of the songs are what I recorded like first day like that was just what that was just the way it was and even for some tracks when I went back and was like okay I'll add I'll you know do that I'll record that with a better mic or you know I'll add some lyrics but for the most part I really wanted to just get that initial vibe and just keep that you know just that little that seed was there for better or for worse just kind of keep the energy and the the mood of of that because like yeah it's really hard to replicate that like I think sometimes those are the things that you remember from a song too or you know it's like that's what makes it it's unique so so yeah I'm glad I'm glad, to, well, I, I'm, just like, I'm glad you enjoyed that but I'm glad that like stood out as well yeah 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 no I think that I, I like how it all works together but then you can pick out the different songs as well like a song for Mary Black is probably the the one that kind of jumps out the most just because of the sound of it from the very start like I wasn't sure about whether to put that on because I had released it before but it just felt very much like a part of the a part of it and that that sample like don't see me very black but uh <laughs> that sample um it just kind of felt like and that's the thing I love about sampling is like you know when like you know I was using cassettes and like reversing some of the sounds from like you know um a Mary Black album I had and stuff and it's like suddenly you'll just hear something and you're just like you know you're just like trying to catch it and like yeah there's something kind of magical about about that I love listening out for a particular thing that you know will just sound good like when you kind of repeat it or stretch it or manipulate it and that's one of my favorites that like I ever came across yeah and, and I love Mary Black was my first concert so this kind of a it's a bit sentimental as well
That's Buried Way Out by Elaine Howley playing us out of our chat. You can get the distance between the heart and mouth at touchsensitiverecords.bandcamp.com. Now, another event I'm sad to be missing in Limerick this weekend is Phelan Agrena, a festival that's been running since 2018, but obviously missed out on a couple of years there. It takes over a number of venues across the city and is putting on some great acts, like one of my faves, Junior Brother. Rapper Citrus Fresh, who was on the podcast last year, <coughs> episode 191, if you're looking. As well as newer acts like Boyfriends, Girlfriend, and I Dreamed I Dream, an act from Cork who I've heard great things about. Taking place Friday to Sunday, sponsors Crew Brewing Company and Treaty City Brewery have come together for a special festival brew, Fela Pale Ale, which will be available across all venues for this weekend only. I talked to Phelan Negrena, chairperson, Dermot O'Shea, about what people can expect this weekend. Tell me about when Phelan Negrena started. T- tell me the origin story. It started, the, the first Phelan was summer 2018. And I guess the seeds for it had been planted maybe the like winter before. We'd been involved in, there's basically Phelan's like two collectives that came together. D-O-Y-L-K and Lower Your Expectations. Yeah, well, like we'd always been friends going to, to each other's shows and stuff. And I think February came around and Jack from Lower Your Expectations and Jer from D-O-Y-L-K just had a conversation about doing some sort of summer party, I think. We'd originally planned it for June and then whatever way we decided to do it, we just said August because students will be back by the end of August and we knew our friends would be free and stuff. So we essentially decided to run just see what we could do basically with like the limitations that we had and bring that mixture of like DOLK is obviously kind of left field underground bands and then Jack with lower expectations is more like eclectic electronic stuff and yeah we just wanted to blend it we thought it'd be a good they, they both complement each other and that was it really yeah the, the first year we ran like with no funding we just relied on the venues to to fund us basically and it was like surprisingly successful and then yeah 20, 2019 then was a bit wild and we kind of we couldn't believe it so yeah 2020 was going to be the one then that was like <laughs> whoa but uh yeah obviously for yeah so something came up i think in 2020 2021 yeah, so. something small that's fine yeah yeah uh you said in a press release that i read that there is a hunger for left of field diy and not-for-profit events all across ireland so is that 
just the like one of the ideas behind it like you're trying to fill that kind of void i suppose i think so yeah even with with DOLK, um the reason that that started was because we felt there was nowhere for bands to play or they didn't have to worry about like paying hundreds of euro to rent out a room or pay a promoter or something so we always wanted to keep it very like low cost or free so DOLK it was like a fiver to get into our gigs and that was just to cover the cost of the traveling bands and stuff like that but yeah I think most people no like I say everyone involved in Fela like just firmly believes in that like that people shouldn't like they should be able to get in without having to worry about financial stuff like it's you know we're not living in the best of times as it is trying to go and have fun with your friends and see great music like you should not be paying 20 quid or something and you know that, yeah. that's that's where it comes from i think really how many people are involved in it currently i think i'm just basing it on like our slack group i think there's like 25 <laughs> oh wow 25 people that's how that's yeah. how many people it takes i guess like answering emails and like just getting onto venues and then you have the actual people involved in running the gigs as well it's a yeah it's a it's an operation isn't it yeah yeah there, there'd be like um there'd be core members so say like we have like directors and then volunteers so i guess a lot of people would be volunteers and they'd be involved in the running of the day-to-day -day actual stuff on the on the weekend um like you know artist liaison um getting food for them and stuff like that so yeah it's it's all hands on deck really and it's all taking place in venues uh, across limerick is it yeah so it, it's kind of like a, a trail i think that's how we we've tried to market it um when we first did it we modeled it off the quarter block party in cork because it was in a very limited kind of area of limerick but this year we've added another venue treaty city and they're up on the island they're opposite king john's castle so it's more of a trail now we kind of like mother max down to crew uh down to commercial pharmacy uh, treaty city so there's like a nice little trail for it Great. Um, how how is Limerick doing? I, I feel like I, I like to check in with people uh, every couple of years as to how like the venue situation is doing in Limerick, how the facilities are doing in Limerick. At the moment, are you like post pandemic? Are you like thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs still in the middle? Probably. I think I think it's good. I think it took us a while to um to get used to it, like not being the pandemic. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was really only I think July where I started feeling normal about gigs and stuff um but yeah i think it's doing really well um like the commercial is now more of a prominent venue than it used to be i think like since since after covid um the record room like they have a lot more regular gigs in there pharmacia have upgraded their sound system and it's phenomenal um and yeah like our, our other venues aren't really property venues we just utilize the space they have bring in a pa and and do it there but yeah, I think between Pharmacia and the commercial, so their venue is called the Record Room. It's underneath the the pub. Um, I think it's doing pretty good. Yeah, um, like twenty nineteen was definitely like on an upward trajectory in all of that regard, like the local community and everything. So I think a lot of us were worried that the part of that had died because it had been so long. But even now, you see a lot of young bands kind of coming through again, and you can see that cycle starting again. So it is it is very nice to see.
Yeah, I, I, I saw on Twitter that apparently Costlows have put in for a dancing license as well. So Costlows might be back at some point as well. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going for a few nostalgic dances. And, <laughs> and cheap pints. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell me about some of the acts that are playing at Failing the Grainer. Are there, are there um, bands that are like, we're definitely having these guys in? Yeah. Um, it, a lot of the time it can be quite a like selfish curation where like I, I guess festivals tend to cater towards their audiences and then sometimes with failure we're just like oh we really want to see this band like especially like a new band or something we just really want to have them in Limerick we think they'll like it um so yeah there there's a good few um for me anyways of, of all living things kind of came across them maybe two years ago they were under a different name nice try and then John from Show to Shows booked them um, last autumn to play in Casbah. So like I was very excited to see them and they were great. And I was like, yeah, this is a this is a fail of booking. <clears throat> and um a guy called Ev Karm. I started listening to him during the pandemic and was just blown away. He released an album, I think it was 2020 or 2021. So that was another one. We have an American band playing called Little Hag. That kind of came about through um, a guy called Tom Prendergast. So he used to run this record label over in America called Bar None Records. And then he moved back to Limerick. Like he's, I think he's like 68 or 69, but he's very involved in our local community. Like he DJs once a month in the commercial. And Little Hag signed to Bar None and he's still in contact with his, with the, the owner of it. And he just had this idea like, Little Hag fit into the Fela kind of ideas and stuff. And we're just like, yeah, okay, cool. They sound great. Um, so yeah, I really look forward to seeing them. And yeah, then like the, I suppose the more like electronic stuff that Jack would book and a few others, there's some really cool acts. Um, Emmy Shigeta, stuff like that, Koch. Yeah, sorry, I'm probably rambling about all the acts I want to see, but... <laughs> That's a, that's a good thing, yeah. but like like yeah. there are some uh, good local acts as well, Citrus Fresh and Post Punk Podge. Is that like one of the main things about the festival that you want to shine a light on the on the local acts? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we possibly even like maybe this year we don't have as many as we usually do, um, <clears throat> but that usually is a big part, just to kind of like welcome these acts that maybe haven't been to Limerick before show them what's in Limerick as well, you know, let people become friends and just foster that sort of community building that we're so into. Like we've made so many friends in like Cork, Dublin, Dundalk, Belfast, just from doing DIY gigs, like with DIYLK and stuff. So yeah, that is at the heart of it, I think. Great. Um, do you want to do the, the selling point about tickets and uh, wh where to get them and everything? Nowhere. <laughs> it's free everyone can come first come oh, first serve oh okay do you need to book into the venues or anything like that no 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 we, we were we were thinking about doing like a free registration on eventbrite um but with the with the event management plan that we put in place we just figured it'd be easier to do a first come first served and just monitor numbers and if it's full people can move along to the next venue where there'll be music later on or they can just 
have a drink there and chill for a while. Or they can just they can just stay in the queue as well. There's nothing an Irish person loves more than queuing. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna shoehorn in a promo for uh, through one of our venues in Treaty City have collaborated and made a beer. So when the venues are full, we'll go to the other venues and drink our beer. <laughs> yeah, tell tell me about the tell me about that. How how did that come uh, about? Is it just like your mates with them? And... Yeah, we're we're good mates um, with people and crew. Um, they opened, I think, last year. They they kind of kept getting to a point where they're nearly open, and then there was a new lockdown or something. So it took them ages to get going. But um, yeah, they're just great people, very like minded, and we're in there all the time. So um, Jono from Crew just suggested it as part of a sponsorship thing, and we were like, yes, that is the best idea ever. <laughs> How have we never thought of this before? If if fail a pale ale, you know. <laughs> and have you been able to sample it yet is it good we had a sample of it when it was like two-thirds of the way ready so it was i think it was a little sharp but that was it was meant to be like that and then it loses that as it distills more i don't know how, what the phrase is but uh <laughs> brews more um we're told it's very nice and light and citrusy so good for the heat cool good music yeah. good beer good city what more do you want absolutely <laughs> cool uh best of luck with it hope it goes well thank you very much thank you yeah i'm looking forward to it now thanks to dearmid for that what a weekend it's going to be in limerick see denise chyla at a castle wander the fail in a grain trail and see some brilliant new acts and some tasty bespoke beer too that sounds pretty good to me okay near the end of the show that means it's time for some new music sweat threats are a london-based act that have put out a couple of loud singles and EPs over the years. The track we're going to hear now is called Questions and is one of four songs on their second EP, which is coming out in September, comprising Niall, aka Swimmers Jackson, on vocals and bass, Matt Sutton from Tain on guitar and backing vocals, and Dan Smith from Liverpool on the drums, they say that despite the frustration of how society is heading all around us, sweat threats was slash is a safe place. No room for ego, phoniness or greed. Questions is thematically about challenging all of these things. Here's Niall to tell us a little bit more about questions and then we'll hear about it all in its glory. Again, wait for the baseline, just wait for the baseline. Hey Owen, thanks for asking Sweat Threats to uh, contribute to your podcast in regards to our new single, Questions. It's, uh, it's been a while coming. We recorded that on that fateful week in March 2020, just as everything began to shut down around us. I remember we finished on the Friday over in Haggardston in a studio called Bear Bites Horse with the producer Wayne Adams, and we were thinking we'd go off to the pub all of a sudden they started shutting and people started looking a bit more fearful. But uh, Questions is kind of based around the themes of, of, of questioning your government or the powers that be and not being, you know, silenced, as it were, by, you know, rules of impartiality or anything of that nature. Um, there's a line in it that says, don't mistake passion for anger, which I feel quite strongly about. Uh, there's nothing more annoying than speaking passionately about something only for somebody to shut you down by telling you you're very angry, uh, which in turn makes you very angry and then you lose the argument. 
And uh, yeah, I guess this song is my way of maybe being able to express some of those frustrations with the help of Matthew Sutton's amazing Les Savvy Fav type guitar line and Dan Smith, our new drummer in Sweat Threats. Uh, we were really getting going in 2020, had a couple of gigs under our belt and, and the last couple of years has been tough. Obviously, we've been mixing and mastering and adding and subtracting from these songs. They're all taken from a second EP, which is out in September. And we've got a couple more singles to release between now and then. So exciting to finally get this Sweat Threat stuff out. And thanks so much for playing Questions. Last questions by Sweat Threats. Get it at their Bandcamp page, sweatthreats.bandcamp.com. Thanks to Niall for the voice note beforehand. And that's your lot for this week. Hopefully, 
You've got some fun music plans for the weekend, if not Limerick, for Denise Child at a castle, a castle, and failing the Grena on the streets. There may be another love story in Meath. I'm hoping to do the Love Olympics. I'm putting together a crack team that I'm hoping is going to dominate. Maybe we'll have a couple of teams and we'll rig the system. Maybe, maybe, just maybe we'll fail miserably as well. Check back next week to uh, to hear how we got on. There are boat events happening in Dublin and Cork this weekend too. Lumo is taking place on Saturday on a boat in Dublin and It Takes a Harbour is leaving from the Cork docks with John Spillane providing the tunes. That's on top of the pedal boat event that Marin Levis put on in Bala de Hob last weekend that she discussed recently on the podcast. That looked amazing. Maybe there's something about Irish music in the high seas. Maybe there's a special episode in that. Leave it with me. Leave it with me. Okay. Enjoy the week. Go support your local acts. Go buy some new music. And we'll be back next week.